The BYU football program nears the end of training camp. What do we make of their most recent scrimmage? Well, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about a new commitment to the BYU football program. Josiah or Jojo Phillips. What does he bring to BYU from Sierra Canyon High School in Southern California? We'll delve into that. And, of course, we'll catch you up on everything else that happened over the weekend in BYU sports, including announcing our giveaway winner from the 1,000 subscriber giveaway we've been running all week long. So all of that ahead on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars. Thank you for making us here your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Uh, We are here every single day talking all things BYU because the motto around our network, the Locked On Podcast Network, is your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Once again, by way of introduction, my name is Jake Hatch. I work for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah as the executive producer of DJ and PK and absolutely love doing this podcast alongside my other work that I do in my day job and a big thank you once again for checking us out. Let's dive into today's show and talk a little BYU football. It's obviously that time of year as we get ready for the upcoming season. BYU had their second, what I think is going to be their final scrimmage of training camp. It sounds like there may be a chance to do some scrimmaging tomorrow, Tuesday, which will mark the end of training camp according to Kalani Satake, their head coach. He said that during his uh, post-scrimmage comments on on Saturday afternoon, actually Saturday morning, uh, and he said that Tuesday, so tomorrow, will be the final day of training camp for the Cougars, and then they shift over into game week preparation mode, preparing for USF. Think about that, folks. We are two days away from it officially being game week. That's the good news. If you're a Cougar fan, it means it's coming fast, and I cannot wait to have BYU football back in my life, and I know the thousands of you out there who listen to this podcast on a daily basis are right there with me, so very much looking forward to that. Uh, what, do make a, what do we take away from BYU's training camp? Well, one thing, Cosmo continues just to one-up himself. I don't know how many of you saw this on social media over the weekend, uh, but Cosmo, uh, I guess sponsored by uh, the Built Branded Companies, Built Bar in the interest of full disclosure, is one of our sponsors here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network, but they're also doing their name, image, and likeness still that they have with the BYU football program, and Cosmo parachuted in to Lavelle Edwards Stadium ahead of the scrimmage. That was a pretty cool thing to see. And obviously, I the weather I, I did not slow them down. And the cool part was, I don't know how many of you saw this on social media, the video, I couldn't get it really to format. I've, I've been getting better with formatting videos and whatnot. But when Cosmo landed on the turf at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, he went like sliding across the turf. Actually, a pretty impressive entrance into LES by Cosmo the Cougar. So that was a really cool thing. But that's not one of the, I guess, takeaways from BYU scrimmage because that's not an on the field thing. I think the biggest takeaway I took, and let me be also very clear with you guys, uh, two weeks ago when BYU had their scrimmage, I had I said six of you uh, reach out and kind of fill me in on stuff. You were there with the Cougar Club or other 
functions. Uh, this scrimmage, based on everything I understand, was essentially closed to anybody not associated with the team directly. So I don't have much intel beyond what I saw from social media posts, the highlights the BYU sent out, and then obviously the comments made by players and coaches after the scrimmage. But there's one very, very important thing that I'm taking from this training camp, and I think the the, the came uh, by way of Chase Roberts, of course. Uh, Roberts uh, stepping into a bigger role with BYU's wide receiving core, and we're going to talk about a guy who's probably going to join him in that wide receiving core as soon as next year. Uh, speaking of JoJo Phillips, we'll get to that here in just a minute. But Jacob Conover is continuing to impress and make an impression on this BYU football program, program in this training camp. And I want to let you guys hear the comments from Chase Roberts during his post-scrimmage uh, interview session, because I think it says a lot about what Conover has done to really step up and grab hold of that backup job and be the heir apparent behind Jaron Hall. So let's play the comments here. Here you go. Chase Roberts on Jacob Conover. Yeah, I mean, me and Jacob have been tied from day one ever since we were getting recruited here uh, at BYU. And and just to see him, especially from spring ball, his confidence level. And I've always trusted in Jake and his, uh, you know, his play. And But really this fall, he stepped it up and solidified that number two spot. And... And we're confident if he comes in uh, in a game that he will perform and do his job. So um, all the quarterbacks are looking amazing, but Jacob has really has really stood out, and it's been fun to play with him. Was it was it always a confidence thing for him? Do you think to make that jump, or do you think it was anything particularly in his game that he needed to, to change in this football? I mean, he's always had that confidence and that swag, but I think he stepped it up to another level this fall, uh, walking around and guys look at him. I think differently now with with the swag that he has, and I mean, it comes from making plays, and he's made plays this this fall, so uh, that's where it's come from, and, and we trust him a lot. There you go, Chase Roberts talking about Jacob Conover, and I think that's indicative of what a lot of people think about Jacob. Conover. Conover. As a guy who has very little swag, that was kind of the terminology that uh, Chase was using there, but uh, Jacob Conover's carrying himself differently, folks. I, I don't know how any other way to say it, other than the fact that I think him being able to really establish himself and get a lot of those reps as the backup quarterback in spring ball and then obviously on into training camp now, he looks like a completely different player. I, I'm not saying he ever lacked confidence. I, I'm not saying that he looked like he was in over his head, but he's admitted he was doing with um, some anxiety issues, some mental health concerns last year, and that, I think, really precluded him from really uh, taking hold of the opportunity he had last year. The one other thing I will also uh, say is that in the role that he was in last year as a third-string quarterback, you're getting very few reps sunk into you in terms of practice on a week-to-week basis. You essentially are there as the emergency backup if both starters go down. And in the Utah State game, there was that need for the emergency backup. He was the backup up in that game because we all know that Jaron Hall was unavailable to play in that contest and Baylor Romney uh, slammed his head on the turf and got that concussion. But the, the, the thing is, I think that Jacob Conover looks like a completely different player because he has been given the the belief in him and himself by the coaching staff, by his teammates around him. You, you heard Chase say that, hey, we've been recruited together. I've really seen him grow by leaps and bounds. That should lead you to think that BYU's quarterback position is in pretty good hands going into the Big 12 era. Am I saying that uh, Jacob Conover is going to be the next great BYU quarterback? No, I don't think you can definitively, definitively say that quite yet, but 
But what he has shown is he is starting to really grasp the BYU offense and starting to make plays in practice. I'll also freely admit that I've seen less than two hours worth of uh, work for BYU during this entire training camp. They have been gracious enough to let us watch about 15 to 20 minutes when we're given media access and we get to watch that part of that practice. Conover, if you were to compare those two periods, if you were to compare him and Cade Fennigan, I, I, those are the two I would compare because Fennigan was considered to be the guy that was going to be competing for that backup job with Conover. Based on my observation, there is no contest. Jacob Conover is head and shoulders above where Cade Fennigan right now is right now as a quarterback. Does that mean Cade Fennigan could figure things out in a year's time and make it a true quarterback battle going into the Big 12 next year? That, that absolutely could be the scenario. But the good news is, I think if BYU should Jaron Hall get injured, and that's the hope that he does not get injured this year, but the evidence suggests otherwise that he will miss a game or two, I think that Jacob Conover is finally in a position where he can step in and truly be the guy that BYU can rely on. Is he going to offer the same type of skill set that Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall have offered to BYU? I don't think so. I think he's more of a pure throwing quarterback. I I, I don't want to really use the term pocket passer because that's kind of an archaic term it feels like in college football anymore. But he is not going to have the same type of a running ability that Jaron Hall had. And the funny thing is Jaron Hall is a completely different type of running quarterback than Zach Wilson is. I think Jacob Conover is more in the mold of, let's say, a a Max Hall or a John Beck. He can move if need be, but he is more than content to make plays with his arm out of the backfield. Uh, So I... I know that being, I don't know that comparisons aren't always a perfect thing to go with, and obviously comparing him against two of the more recent greats in BYU history and Beck and Hall, uh, that's not necessarily fair to a kid like Jacob Conover. But what I took away from BYU scrimmage on Saturday was that I think the quarterback position for BYU it's poised to be actually quite strong. I think beyond Jaron Hall this season. Now, if we end up with a situation which we saw last year in that Utah State game where Jaron Hall is out, the backup in this case would be Jacob Conover. He happens to get injured in-game. I have no clue what to expect from a guy like Cade Fennigan, Soljay Maiava-Peters, and or Nick Billups, whoever might be that third-string quarterback. I think right now you'd probably put uh, Cade Fennigan as the number three guy, but... I got no expectations about that. The hope is, and I, I'm serious about this, I'm hoping that Jaron Hall enjoys a fantastic senior season. He plays all 13 games, hopefully, is healthy, has monster numbers, and then goes on to have a long and healthy career in the NFL. Then Jacob Conover, with all of his reps, all the opportunities being given uh, during this last year or two for BYU as the backup quarterback, then he gets into spring ball next year and really asserts himself atop that depth chart. I wouldn't be surprised if BYU does hit the transfer portal next year just to bring in another body to compete for that quarterback job. There's a bevy of quarterbacks out there who are not happy in their current roles. They're going to hit the portal between now and then. There's probably some already still in the portal right now who are looking for an opportunity. I would think that that the coaching staff led by Aaron Roderick are going to look at all options, but I think the good news is, just based on the comments I've heard and what I've observed during training camp, my takeaway from BYU scrimmage on Saturday is that Jacob Conover is leading BYU's backup unit and I think that he is very much much the number two guy. He is entrenched there, and the good news is I think the quarterback position for BYU is in a good spot. The other thing to take away from training camp is that BYU, I think, is realizing that their number two unit is starting to become a, a more cohesive group of players that can compete. For many, many years, and I believe this with my entire heart, is that BYU, for many, many years, their ones could compete with most programs. I'm talking top-level programs. The one versus one 
comparison was always a no contest for me. I always thought that BYU could compete head to head with their with their top string players, the top level players, the first stringers. Now, where they started to falter is when other teams could put their second and potentially a third string player in there and have very little to no fall off in many respects. Okay, you can't say very no fall off, but some very little fall off. BYU couldn't say that for every position. That's where I think BYU's recruiting is actually getting very very uh, underrated uh, analysis. Is that BYU's done a good job trying to build that quality depth? It will continue to be get better as they get into the Big Twelve and be able to recruit at a higher level, and I want to talk about that here in a moment because it relates directly to our next topic on today's show, and that is the commitment of BYU wide receiver JoJo Phillips. I think this is a guy who BYU, if they're not in the Big 12, actually he pretty much said it. If BYU's not in the Big 12, he's not interested in the Cougars, so we'll talk about that, and I think that that is going to continue to help BYU build that quality depth. I think the second string unit for BYU is maybe the strongest it's been in quite some time, just based uh, kind of reading between the lines and what I'm hearing slash what I've seen, but it's going to only get better as BYU continues to really uh, push forward in recruiting, and that's the positive if you're a Cougar fan. So we'll talk about JoJo Phillips. Who is he? Why is he such a big deal that he committed to the BYU football program as a member of the 2023 recruiting class? We'll get to that here in just a minute. First, though, a word on our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, my friends. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games right now. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, College Football, and NBA, college hoops, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have got you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. It's all courtesy of your friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. I want to remind you guys the Ultimate College Football Preview is here. It's a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and the Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season ahead in one spot. Search the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk about it. JoJo Phillips, Josiah Phillips, is committed to the BYU football program, and I, for one, think this is absolutely a home run pickup for BYU because... There are two things in going in favor of Josiah. He goes by JoJo, so it's kind of interchangeable. Uh, I saw some articles calling him JoJo Phillips, other ones calling him jo- Josiah. I'm going to call him Josiah because uh, I don't know him well enough, to, I guess, necessarily to use his nickname. But the biggest thing is I, what I like about this young man is he's got an incredible frame for a wide receiver. He comes from Sierra Canyon High School in Southern California. And if that name sounds familiar, that high school name, it's the same high school that Brawny, LeBron James' son, yes, uh, he attends high school there and plays hoops there. Funny enough, Josiah Phillips actually played basketball with Brawny at Sierra Canyon. He actually missed his junior season not playing football because of the COVID-19 pandemic. He actually opted to focus on basketball for a time. Uh, there were some people out there wondered if he would ever return to playing football. Well, he did, and he's going into his senior season this year. And he's a three-star talent who is six foot four, six foot five, depending on which uh, recruiting service you happen to look at. And I really think that this is a home run pickup for BYU because he is not your diminutive wide receiver who's been over looked by other people in California. This is a guy who had offers from Cal, San Diego State. There's a bevy of Power 5 offers out there. If you go down his list on the 24-7 sports website, he's got a number of Power 5 offers, and BYU flat out beat everybody for this kid. Let me be also very frank. He's not a member of the LDS faith, to my knowledge. He doesn't have a connection to BYU via family member, etc., that I am aware of, based on what I read. I read a number of different articles 
based on his commitment. And there was no comment anywhere made that he had a connection to BYU or that he was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is a pickup that BYU gets because they are in the Big 12. The comment he made to 24-7 sports, that's a big-time move. Oh, excuse me. He says, uh, he says his commitment to BYU was uh, in due part to his relationship with the coaches, so Fessy Sataki and Aaron Roderick, but then he also says this. That's a big-time move for them because BYU has always been very good every year but never gets the respect that they deserve. I think that move, speaking of them going to the Big 12, will definitely help them in that regard, so I'm really excited about my decision uh, as BYU goes into the Big 12. If BYU's not in the Big 12, my friends, Josiah Phillips is like, okay, thanks BYU, but I'm looking to play at a higher level. This is a huge, huge deal for the BYU football program. This is indicative of what being a member of the Power 5 ranks, BYU's aspired to be this for so many years. I've talked about it on this podcast. The one thing BYU had going against them is they aspired to be a Power 5 team, but they never were able to attach that P5 label to themselves because they just were on the outside. It just it, That was the simple fact of the matter. And there were a number of recruits. I know direct, because uh, I, I heard it directly from coaches and people connected to certain places players, that BYU is a program that some young men were interested in, but because BYU was not Power 5 at the time they were being recruited, they just simply were not interested in going to play in Provo. Getting into the Big 12 is absolutely massive for BYU, and it's not just for a guy like JoJo Phillips. It's going to open up opportunities all over the place for BYU. They have 13 players committed to their recruiting class right now in 2023, but I think this is just an absolute home run pickup for BYU. I like his game. Speaking of Josiah Phillips, as I said, six foot four, six foot five, 190 pounds. He is a ready-made athlete coming into BYU. This is not a guy who's got to come in and bulk up. He's this is a guy not that needs to come in and learn how to play wide receiver. This is a guy who has played wide receiver at a very high level for multiple years in his life, also plays basketball, which has probably taught him a lot about spacing, timing, uh, the ability to go high point the basketball, because in many respects, uh, rebounding a basketball and then getting up in the air to high point a football are very, very similar skill sets. There are so many things about this commitment from Josiah Phillips to me that checks so many boxes for BYU. Number one, a non-traditional commit to the BYU football program that you can directly tie to the quote-unquote Big 12 recruiting bump for BYU. Check. Number one. Uh, number two, it's a, just a simple BYU went out and beat everybody for a commitment from an athlete that's not uh, necessarily connected to BYU. Fessy Satake and Aaron Roderick did Yeoman's work convincing Josiah Phillips that BYU was the place for him. That is, you, you can't discount the work that BYU's coaching staff, certain ones of them, I have my druthers with others, but guys like Fessy Satake and Aaron Roderick, they are relentless when it comes to the recruiting game. They will not be beat out in terms of uh, paying attention to guys. They're not going to be beat out by uh, just, just thinking of guys locked in. They're going to continue to love up these guys until they sign on that dotted line or submit their e-signature, however they decide to sign their national letter of intent to come to BYU. There is a lot of work that goes into winning this. And this is a flat-out recruiting win for BYU. That This is not BYU scooping up a guy who is flying under the radar. And I, I'm, you can, if, you're, if you're really understanding what BYU's recruiting philosophy has been for many years, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There have been times BYU, it feels like, kind of comes in late on certain guys and says, okay, 
well, let's see if, we'll see if we can find a diamond in the rough on this or develop this player. Or they have this skill set. Maybe we can bring it out of them if we give them enough time. That's not what Joe, Josiah Phillips is for BYU. He's a guy who's going to come in and compete right away for the BYU football program. My good friend over at KSLSports.com, Mitch Harper, wrote this. Uh, BYU, funny enough, going into the Big 12 era, similar to their quarterback situation, is going to have a little bit of a, of a, I don't know what you call it, an exodus from the wide receiver room. Gunnar Romney, Pukunakua, uh, if they both have good seasons this year, very easily could be off to the NFL this time next year. There's a lot of young talent for BYU at the wide receiver position that's going to have to grow up very quickly, but if you're a guy like Josiah Phillips, you're probably looking at a depth chart saying, I can come in right away in 2023 and compete for playing time for BYU and potentially make myself, what, a three- or a four-year starter if all goes according to plan. That is a massive, massive thing for BYU to be able to sell to these recruits. Any of these guys who are committing to BYU right now will play their entire BYU or college football career, should they remain in Provo, the entirety of it, they will play in the Big 12. There's no longer, hey, we're one year away. Right now, any guy who commits and signs with BYU, you are a Big 12 athlete. And there is a massive, massive bump for BYU in getting a guy like Josiah Phillips. I think that more wins like this on the recruiting trail for BYU are going to cause other athletes to sit up a little straighter and say, Okay, what's BYU got to offer? Because the comments Josiah Phillips made said that he really liked BYU, the family atmosphere. He says that it's just absolutely a picturesque location. BYU's on the map, folks. That's the thing. Uh, And I'm not saying that BYU's ever really been this backwater, but in the recruiting game, uh, just because I've talked to enough people, you're trying to sell your program, but at the same time kind of belittle others. There's a lot of people out there that would tell you on the recruiting trail that Provo is this backwards community that just doesn't embrace outsiders. That's what some people would have you believe on the recruiting trail. A guy like Josiah Phillips came to BYU, saw what it was all about, developed a very nice relationship with the BYU coaching staff, in particular Fessy Sataki and Aaron Roderick, and that won him over. This is a huge pickup for BYU, and congratulations to Josiah Phillips. Hope he goes out there and kills it this year uh, for Sierra Canyon. Uh, I don't know if he has plans to play basketball again this winter, but playing with guys like Brawny, and uh, I think Zaire Wade was there for a hot, for a hot minute. If he's not still there uh, playing for Sierra Canyon, uh, the son of uh, Dwayne Wade, uh, Utah Jazz minor- minority owner. So... There's a lot happening for BYU in the recruiting trail, and I think this is absolutely fantastic pickup for BYU. Uh, so some of the offers he had, Michigan State, Oregon, LSU, Cal, Boston College, other pro- Power 5 programs. How many of those were active uh, offers that BYU, uh, the, the other programs had out when BYU finally scooped them up? I don't know, but it sounds like the finalists were San Diego State, Cal, and BYU. Well, BYU beat out a fellow, a fellow Power 5 program in the Cal Golden Bears to get Josiah Phillips to come to Provo. I think that's a huge, huge deal for BYU, and congratulations to BYU. Congratulations to JoJo Phillips, and here's to the best moving forward in BYU recruiting. 13 members of the recruiting, uh, the recruiting class this year in 2023, and I think it's actually rounding into being a very, very solid recruiting class for the Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll round out the show today with an announcement of who our winner was of our pullover giveaway. We'll also talk about a brand new addition to the lineup here on Locked On Cougars. It's pretty exciting, folks. We'll examine that, and we'll also catch up on the other news from BYU Sports over the weekend as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars.
Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Uh, so let's dispatch with all the other uh, things first and get to our winner. All right, I, Okay, let me be very clear about this. We did this pullover giveaway, and let me see if I can pull this up. And I tried to film. I did a random number generator. I put all of your names into this hopper, essentially, online where I wrote down everybody who entered the contest. And then, essentially, it, it's a random number generator, and it spits out a number, and that's who the winner was. I ran it like four or five times. I tried to film it, but for some reason, the website I was utilizing uh, apparently doesn't allow me to do screen captures on my iPhone, so I apologize that I could not film it, because I was actually going to throw it up on the screen there and watch it spin, let it spit out the number, and announce the winner, but I was unable to do that, so I ran it about five times, and uh, so what I did is I'm actually going to have two separate winners on this. Uh, I mentioned that I had this, I had the pullover that I'm giving away. It's a Royal Blue pullover. I've got it behind me somewhere here in my recording studio, uh, but we're going to give that away, and then I also mentioned and hey, if, if you don't fit the the, the size, because it's an XL is, is the size of that pullover, I'd take care of you guys and get you a gift card or whatever. I decided, you know what? I'm going to announce two winners. So that's what I did. So I spun it the very first time. Uh, so the first time we ran it around four or five times, our first winner, and let me get, make sure I get the name right here, our first winner of the pullover itself. So this is for the pullover is Robbie and Jennifer Bell. And Robbie uh, sent in the... Uh, sent in the uh, entry on his via email. And by the way, I don't know how many of you can see this. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to start scrolling. So I scrolled all the way back to our very first uh, entrant, uh, Jeff Henor. And so Jeff entered it last Monday. I'm going to scroll and show you how many people entered this. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it. If it's, if it's on, uh, if you're listening to this on a regular podcast, it's not going to make sense, but watch this scroll. This is how many of you, this is all of our entries coming in. Over, I think it was 137, I think, entrants overall. Uh, so, a big thank you for all of your support of the podcast, first off. You guys are absolutely the best. So, uh, Robbie and Jennifer Bell, you are our winners of the pullover. And then I decided, you know what? Why not? Let's get a second winner. So, the winner of a $20 gift card to the BYU store is going to Seth Uluwave. And hopefully, Seth, I pronounced your last name correctly. I, I've known some Uluwaves in my life. I'm pretty sure I pronounced it correctly. If I did not, please be sure to correct me. So, Robbie and Jennifer Bell, you win the pullover. And Seth, you won the $20 gift card to the BYU store. I'll be reaching out to you via email. But if you hear this before I reach out to you, reach out to me, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com, and we will get you squared away with your prizes. I'm going to continue to do this. We get to 1,500 subscribers, might as well. Might as well give away some stuff. 2,000 subscribers, we'll do that as well. I'm doing this with YouTube because we're building out the YouTube contingent. We've been on our regular podcast side of things for many, many years. There are thousands of you who listen to us in the regular podcast side of things. So if you want to continue to have these giveaways, well, guess what? Even if you don't necessarily like watching my face on uh, YouTube every day with this podcast and you prefer to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, etc., just go subscribe to YouTube, get us to that 1,500 subscriber mark, and we'll do another giveaway. The funny thing is we're like over 1,300 subscribers, so we might be doing another giveaway here in the, what, the next month or so. So big ups to Robbie and Jennifer Bell as well as Seth Uluave on winning those prizes. And then once again, a big thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast and entering to win. And like I said, I hope to do more of these in the very near future. Now, another announcement as we're going to be doing uh, throughout the upcoming season, I have officially agreed to terms. We've got an NIL deal in place with BYU preseason All-American Clark Barrington, the left guard, a three-year starter for BYU going to going into his fourth year as a starter for the Cougars. Uh, he is going to join me weekly here on the podcast. Uh, I guess for lack of a better name right now, we're calling it the Clark Barrington Show. If you've got a better suggestion uh, for a show name, but he's going to join us weekly to talk all things BYU, kind of let you guys know a little bit more about him. I think he's kind of an unsung... 
key cog for this BYU offense. I've known him for quite some time. I've always enjoyed uh, my conversations with him. Decided, you know what? Let's have some fun with this. So weekly throughout the upcoming season, Clark Barrington will be joining us. We'll talk about uh, the team itself, his interests outside of football, uh, upcoming opponents for BYU, and who knows what else. The NFL draft stuff. We'll get into all of it with him. It'll be a really, really fun thing. We'll have our debut episode uh, planning to do that at some point this week, maybe as soon as tomorrow, if we can get everything squared away. So big ups to Clark for being willing to do that, and hopefully you guys will enjoy that uh, weekly addition to our lineup right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, final notes before we go here is the BYU Women's Volleyball Program, ranked number 10 in the country, had their uh, kicked off their 2022 season with their blue versus white scrimmage. I don't know who was on the Team White uh, side of things, but they absolutely clobbered Team Blue. 25-18, 24-10, 25-22, and oh, by the way, uh, they played a fourth set just for fun. The white team also won that one, 25-23. So, uh, Team Blue probably is going to do some extra gassers this week because they got absolutely obliterated by the white team in that matchup. But congratulations to the women's volleyball program on that. And I failed to note this on Friday, but BYU women's soccer opened their season with a 1-0 victory at Cal State Fullerton. Bella Foligno uh, notched the only goal for BYU in the second half. I think it was in the 60th minute or somewhere thereabouts uh, to win that. Uh, BYU's back in action this Friday as they head uh, to Columbus, Ohio to face the Ohio State Buckeyes. That'll be at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 o'clock Mountain Time on Friday afternoon uh, if you want to tune into that. But uh, congratulations to women's soccer and also congratulations to women's volleyball. Folks, it is that time. We are back to BYU sports, and I, for one, cannot wait to be covering it all, and we'll have it all covered for you right here on Locked on Cougars. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to go make your second listen of the day. Our friends over at the Locked on Big 12 podcast, Josh Neighbors does an incredible job making sure you're up to speed on everything going on in the Big 12 conference. Get that free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like this one, whether it's on YouTube or all, any other podcast provider out there, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you guys know the drill so big thanks for that and check that out as well have a great day whenever you hear this everybody and a big thank you for your support as always this has been the locked on cougars podcast for august 22nd 2022 we'll talk to you guys tomorrow see ya